Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, joining you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Shout-outs to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. My people in Canada, my people in Alaska, in Hawaii, in California, in Vegas, in Arizona, Wisconsin, Chicago. What's up, Boston? Shout-outs to super producer and host Dave Shepard. He is in New York City. People in Florida, my next-door neighbors in Alabama, the Carolinas, Tennessee, every place. I'm happy to be here with you. And this is where I'll be for the next two hours. It is a four-hour show. I get started every single weeknight at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. If you missed a minute or second of the show, just hit Rewind, the free Odyssey app. It got you covered. You could be tuning in on your local affiliate in the many cities that I just named and many more than that. Sirius XM Channel 158 and or a smart speaker. Just ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. For all the conversations that we've had tonight, who replaces Rodgers and what do they do and what's next, there was a caller last night who mentioned this, and I'm sure he was potentially reading off of a tweet from one of Aaron Rodgers' former teammates. It's David Bakhtiari, who helped protect Aaron Rodgers the minute that he got into the NFL And now they're not together. And so Aaron Rodgers goes down last night, and it is a catastrophe, of course, for everyone involved. And David Bakhtiari and the NFL Players Association and and even a couple other players wanted to take a look at the turf at MetLife Stadium. They wanted to look at the turf and, and talk about how it's not fair. David Bakhtiari said on Twitter, on X, whatever the hell it's called today, How many more players have to get hurt on artificial turf? You care more about soccer players than us. You plan to remove all artificial turf for the World Cup coming up, so clearly it's feasible. I'm sick of this. Do better. Wow, okay. And he's not the first person to kind of crap on the turf. 14 out of the 30 NFL stadiums currently in use utilize an artificial surface. If you need help with math, 
That's about half of the damn teams utilizing an artificial surface, okay? And he's not the first person to, to talk about the turf. Specifically, let's take a look at the, the, the turf at MetLife Stadium. And it's new turf for 2023. It's a new surface that they installed. But if we go back two seasons ago, the 49ers, just the 49ers, they had five dudes go down to season-ending, or let me not say season, game-ending injuries because of that turf at MetLife Stadium. Nick Bosa, who just got all that money for the 49ers, he tore his ACL. Solomon Thomas as well. He, and, and how about this? He tore his ACL playing for the 49ers at the stadium. He is a current New York Jet, and so he ain't worried about the, the turf too much. He's a favorite of Rob Sala from when Rob Sala was there with the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo hurt himself, but what else is new? Jimmy Garoppolo hurts himself everywhere. But I, I want you to take a listen to this because Derrick Henry is a bull of a human being. We see him all the time. He's running through people. People are bouncing off of him. Derrick Henry, he was on Busting It With The Boys on that podcast, and he talked about how everybody, everybody hates playing on that turf. What are your thoughts on playing on turf fields? Man, it's... You share the same sentiment as, like... You I know. got hurt on turf fields, so you know how I feel about it. There's been so many injuries that's happened on turf fields. I mean, it's just proven it. I mean, it's not really good for the league and, you know, for our bodies. You ask any player in the league about turf, they're just like, ah. it's not going to be an automatic answer. They're just going to think about it be like, like, nah. And there's so many people that's been, like, rid of turf fields that, you know, I think it's a time where we all play on grass. Right. But at the end of the day, it's the NFL, so it's all about business. So you telling me, you know, how owners probably think you're telling me I got to pay you and then pay to keep the field going rather I can just put turf out ha- have a football game yeah. but I got to maintenance the field which I know is probably a headache but at the end of the day players are the ones that bring your best players fans, get hurt you're not you know going to have the NFL is going to push though we're all about player safety yeah and that's something and then that's like the narrative if they're following that narrative then that's something where they should listen to the yeah players. really I, really I think for players and I think they, we, we're just trying to see people get hurt on turf yeah look It's true. I think anyone who's participated in any sport, if you've been on grass, you understand that grass and the dirt has more give. You play on turf, I don't care how artificial it is or how many blades of grass that you weave into the turf. It ain't ain't grass. It doesn't have the same type of give. And so we haven't reached a point yet where you can just automatically say, oh, my God, this, this turf feels exactly like grass because it's not. It feels like glorified concrete. That's, that's what it is. My apologies, but that's, that's exactly what it feels like. And so for years, the NFL Players Association has taken the position of, please, please put grass down at every stadium. And this is real simple. It boils down to the money, the maintenance of the field, but more specifically, How many events can you cram into a stadium that has an artificial field that doesn't need the same type of upkeep? It's as simple as that. And and here's also a newsflash. Not every NFL team owns a stadium. A lot of the stadiums are owned by the city, the county, the state. Not every NFL team owns its facility. And, And so, for instance... 
the, the New York Jets and the Giants with, with MetLife, the New York Sports Exposition Authority owns MetLife Stadium. And just before the game, before Aaron Rodgers' game, the Giants played the night before. Two nights before that, there was a, three nights of concerts. And even if the Jets and Giants have a piece of the action, man, it, it's not beneficial for them to say, oh, well, let's just, let's just rip up the field. They're thinking long term. They're thinking about the cash. And so, yes, David Bakhtiari, you can complain and say, oh, my God, they care about the soccer. You're damn right. You're damn right. Because the entire world is going to come over and participate in the World Cup. All eyes are going to be here. The soccer players, man, they ain't playing on no, no turf. You should know that already. Maybe that's your union's problem. Maybe the NFLPA needs to, to, to just pitch an entire fit the next go-round, which won't be for another, what, six, seven years, and say, what are, what are we doing? We're not going to play on this. But it's true. Even, even Messi coming over here now at, at this part of the globe, participating in the MLS for Inter-Miami, man, I, I, I don't expect to see uh, Messi saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my bones on some, some concrete. Be able to have some grass out there for me to run around on. And so there's, there's been kind of a battle back and forth. The NFL Players Association, they've collected data. From 2012 to 2018, players have almost a 30% higher rate of non-contact lower extremity injuries when playing on artificial turf. Players have a 32% higher rate of non-contact knee injuries on turf and a staggering 70% higher rate of non-contact foot and ankle injuries on turf compared to grass. Understandable would make sense because it's glorified concrete. Now, of course, the NFL has, has responded to that, especially today, on Tuesday, I should say, given the injury to Aaron Rodgers. The NFL says... We work very closely with the Players Association on research. They have all the same data that we have. We have stadiums with natural grass where there's a lower injury rate than synthetic surfaces. And we have synthetic surfaces where the injury rate is lower. Our effort is to try to drive down those rates on both surfaces. Hopefully in the next couple of years, we'll see some progress in those spaces. That is almost the biggest F you that you can legally tell somebody. It's like, it don't matter if you want grass, you want turf, you're going to get hurt, suck it up. Instead of saying, no, we want to have grass, and it's all because of money. And it's just sad because everybody knows that. The NFL Players Association has the power here, but half of their damn players don't even vote when it comes time to digest and, and, and ratify the next CBA. And so maybe the NFL Players Association needs to look at themselves as to why a lot of their players are playing on turf as opposed to playing on grass. Now, having said that, I don't know if playing on turf last night contributed to Aaron Rodgers blowing out his Achilles. This is the same injury or the same leg that he suffered a calf strain early on in the season right at the beginning of training camp, excuse me, right at the beginning. He suffers a calf strain. And then he goes down last night. He's falling forward. He has his foot firmly planted in the ground, in the turf, 
and Leonard Floyd is falling on him, and his foot bends more than it should, and he pops his Achilles. If he's in grass, does his foot slide? Does he pop his Achilles? Does it matter? I don't know. I might as well try to find out how long it takes to get to the center of a a Tootsie Pop. I have no idea. I know Aaron Rodgers is old. I know how he felt was unfortunate, and it just sucks. But there's not going to be a damn thing changing, not a thing, until the union says we're not playing on it. And that may never happen because the NFL union, it, it ain't that strong. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. David is here from Baltimore. You're on CBS Sports Radio, where they have grass in Baltimore. What's up, David? Uh, what up, Jay? Uh, I'm going to be real quick. Now, uh, I got a quick question for you. Yes. Between the these two receivers, Tyreek Hill and Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, which one of those you think going to have the better season? I know Hill's up right now, but what is your opinion? When you say better season, what do you mean by yardage or what? Yardage, catches, touchdowns, the complete season, you know, everything. Ah, uh, that's tough because you got two dudes who are, are, are number one options. They're going to be battling it out. They both made it very clear that they, they want to be the first wide receiver ever to surpass 2,000 yards. And, and Tyreek Hill with 215 yards this past uh, this past Sunday as Tua just kind of aired it out all over the damn place. I think Justin Jefferson will likely have more catches. Uh, I think basically Tyreek Hill is a, is a home run threat. I don't know if he's going to go out there and just say, oh, my God, here I am, and I got, I got 10 and 15 catches. I, I think that's more of a, of a Justin Jefferson having more of a higher usage rate. That's kind of a flip of the coin, man. And then also, if you want to factor this in, not that it would matter, Kirk Cousins is probably going to be standing upright to just throw the ball. And Tua Tonga Valoa, he, he might be a little less safe of an option. Okay, thank you, David, for calling from Baltimore. He, what do you want? Free fantasy advice from me? You gonna make some money? Cody calling from North Carolina. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, JR? I appreciate you keeping my night shift going. I got two uh two questions for you. Um then I'll I'll listen to them off off the phone here. Number one, uh, what do you think? Do you think Brian Burns will re-sign with the Panthers? And if you do, what do you think his uh, what do you think his contract will look like going by Bosa's? I personally don't think you pay him what you pay Bosa. I don't think he's as good as Bosa. Hell no! I mean, Chris Jones just came back and has incentives in his contract that that move him to about twenty four to twenty five million dollars. So, hell no, Brian Burns ain't in that space. No. And then uh, the second thing is, what are your thoughts on the Tez Walker situation down here in North Carolina? Do you think any of that, anything like that will be resolved? And um, how do you think they'll handle that going forward? I appreciate it, and uh, let's go Braves. All right. Well, do you, you asked me about who, where, Cody? The, the Tez Walker situation, uh, the University of North Carolina, he was denied eligibility to play. Oh my God! Is uh, that is that where the is that where the, uh, the 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 they're now receiving threats? Is that the same dude? Yeah, uh, the, our coach Matt Brown come out and had a pretty stern statement of the way the NCAA was handling things. 
And uh, I kind of see his point because you got some of these colleges where you got guys in their seventh and eighth year playing college football, and this kid yes. goes to North Carolina Central. They don't even have a season due to COVID. He transfers out to Kent State. And now, and now his, his, his grandmother, yeah, I'm familiar. Yes, and then his grandmother, yes. and now he wants a, a mental health exemption to, to go ahead and play. Uh, yes, he, here's what I'm thinking. And this isn't the first time and the first player. We heard this with Deion Sanders, one of his dudes last week. There was another player who dealt with the same thing. This is what I don't understand. Why are they being so stringent when it comes down to who gets an exemption and who doesn't? They're out there playing football, man. Just let them go play. Like, it ain't that big of a deal. As long as ain't nobody trying to game the system, let them go play. It ain't that big a deal. My biggest thing is he enrolled, he transferred – he was transferred. He enrolled at Carolina, and the rule was changed about a week or a week or so after he was actually enrolled at Carolina. And then they come out and said he couldn't play. That's what kind of threw me off. Yeah. Well, look, people who sit in, in some of these positions, man, they they it's you know people who sit around and do busy work. They got to make it sound like they're doing something. <laughs> oh yeah, I know all about it, man. That's but that's that, all I got. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for giving me through my night shift. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you, Cody, for calling from North Carolina. Yeah, I don't understand why some of these dudes don't get exemptions, whether it be to to injury or personal matters. And I know when it comes down to to mental health, a lot of times people will just gloss over it and ah, it's a mental health issue. So now nah, we're not going to grant the exemption. Like, why? Who cares, man? Just let them play. It's as long as nobody's just jumping ship. Yeah. Oh my God, I got to go to another team. And this mental health this year and mental health this year and mental health that year, then just let them play. It ain't that big of a deal. It's, and that's why, unfortunately, you got folks in the NCAA who are saying that they are now receiving outside threats because of some of these exemptions that weren't granted. Like, I don't know if it's that serious. I don't think it is. Uh, but it, it's a wild world that we live in. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. It is a wild, wild world. Let me tell you something. The NFL and its turf isn't the only issue. The NFL today found out that it's being sued by someone who used to work for the NFL network in the NFL media. And unfortunately, and not surprisingly, a lot of it has to do with race. I'm going to fill you in on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, I just want to say I appreciate you taking my call and uh, I love the show and always respect your opinion. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Maybe you heard this, maybe you didn't. The turf that NFL stadiums isn't the only news. Aaron Rodgers isn't the only news. This is something you might hear about over the next several weeks, the next several months. Maybe you're familiar with Jim Trotter. Jim Trotter was a a reporter 
for the NFL Network. If you watch the NFL Network, there's a good chance that you probably saw him. You haven't seen him because he's no longer with the NFL Network. And the NFL says that he was pretty much let go due to uh, budgetary reasons. Now, you might also be familiar with the name because over the past several years at Super Bowl press conferences, Jim Trotter has basically held Roger Goodell's feet to the fire uh, when it comes down to the NFL and its lack of of hiring practices uh, for African-Americans when it comes down to the office, the NFL, the league office, uh, NFL media, which runs the NFL network. And he's done this in a very public forum. You might recall this interaction that took place earlier this season. Listen to this question from Jim Trotter, and then I'll allow you to hear Roger Goodell's response. Tune in, listen. You and other league officials have said that the league's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion extend beyond the sidelines and beyond the front offices and is applied to all aspects of the company. I've worked in NFL media for five years. During those five years, we have never had a black person in senior management in our newsroom. That's a problem because we cover a league who, according to league data, the player population is 60 to 70 percent black, which means that there is no one who looks like these players at the table when decisions are being made about how they are covered. More concerning is that for a year plus now, we have never had a full-time black employee on the news desk, which again is a problem because we cover a league whose player population is 60 to 70% black, according to league data. I asked you about these things last year, and what you told me is that the league had fallen short and you were going to review all of your policies and practices to try and improve this. And yet a year later, nothing has changed. You know, James Baldwin once said that I can't believe what you say because I see what you do. And so I would ask you as an employee, when are we in the newsroom going to have a black person in senior management? And when will we have a full-time black employee on the news desk? And it doesn't, doesn't stop there. It continues on. Listen to this response. From Roger Goodell. I am not in charge of the newsroom, um, so I, what I think the, the can I answer your question? As you point out, it's the same question you asked last year, and we did go back and we have reviewed everything we've been doing across the league, and we are looking at everything from vendors that we're working with to partners that we're working with to ownership, where we've seen significant changes in diversity just this year. And I'm not specific, do not know specifically about the media business. We'll check in again with our people. But I am comfortable that we made significant progress across the league. I can't answer the specific questions. Some of the data you may have raised there may be accurate, maybe not. Last year, I was told some of it wasn't. We'll get to you on that. We want to make progress across the board. And that includes in the media room. And so those are things that we'll continue to look at and hopefully make real progress to. I can't answer because I do not know specifically what those numbers are today. What you just heard was about a two and a half minute interaction. And the majority of it was was Jim Trotter sharing his thoughts and asking the question as Roger Goodell sat on the stage and looked at him uncomfortably thinking of how he was going to respond to this in the most uh, just just even way to make it go away. But Roger Goodell, clearly uncomfortable, especially telling him, hey, man, you asked me the same damn question last year. Let's, let's remember this. 
This is the same NFL that in 2020 had to have its players rallied up to actually move the NFL forward to say, you know what, we done screwed up when it comes to relationships with African Americans in our building and out. They had to do a whole PSA where Roger Goodell just said, oh, yeah, 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 black people and black lives matter. Like, okay, really? Do you really care? Like, we had to watch a guy die in the middle of the street with a knee on his back to figure that out. And so let's let's be clear and let's be real. And the NFL doesn't care. NFL doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the bottom line. And so what has happened as a result? Jim Trotter is suing the NFL, alleging longstanding institutional discrimination. And you want to know something? He's right. I mean, there's, there's, there's no, nothing new here. Go, go look back at what the NFL said. We have screwed up. Now, look, he did all of this publicly, and it's always a fine line. I don't care. It's, it's always most certainly when it comes down to, to, to issues of race. It's always very touchy, and people get upset, and people get mad. Is somebody mad at me for things that I've just said over the past 30 seconds to a minute? But the fact is, when you go up against your employer in any type of way, you're going to get brushed back, especially when it comes down to matters of race. Someone brought up the fact that Colin Kaepernick should come through and, and play for and save the New York Jets. Not happening. A, due to age, more, more, more so due to distraction and the fact that he would screw up the money. There'd be people ready to scream and yell that he's back even all of these years later which has now been about six now, about six years that he hasn't been active in the NFL. And so Jim Trotter, does he have some legs? Is he going to win some money? Potentially, I think more than likely, what they'll probably do is settle. I mean, we can look at comments made uh, by, by Gruden in emails. You know, People show you who they are, even if it's not in public, even if it's not in public. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go ahead and, and settle this, if he decides to settle it, uh, he has mentioned comments by Jerry Jones in and, and, and here. It's, it, it gets pretty deep. And so this is not going to go away. We've pretty much had the same allegation from the Coaches Association. Brian Flores pretty much said the same thing. The NFL has admitted that it hasn't paid attention or needs to do better when it comes down to issues of how they treat African-Americans and their their hiring practices as it relates uh, to diversity. And so this is an open admission to being a problem all over the place. So there's no news here. Jim Trotter is just saying, hey, y'all told me you were going to extend my contract. You asked to have your feet held to the fire. I did it. And now I don't have a job due to budget issues when prior to that you told me that I was going to receive a contract extension. And so nothing here really new when it comes down to the NFL. They have been sued by their own coaches. They have been sued by their own uh, media partners or former media hosts and partners, analysts. They have fired coaches for, for saying disgusting things. They've admitted that they have issues. <sighs> Give this man some money, let him go away. That's it. Or he can bang the drum. If he wants to, to die on that sword and call out the NFL further, I don't think he's really going to reveal anything that we're not already privy to and that the NFL hasn't already admitted. Uh, good luck to Jim Trotter in his suit. 
and whatever he decides to do, he's no longer with the NFL. As I mentioned, uh, he is currently with the Athletic. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get to your calls on the other side of the break. Unfortunately, yes, I'm going to get into this Kevin Porter Jr. situation uh, in the NBA. You want to talk about people behaving badly. I, he needs serious, serious help. It's the JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Your calls are on the other side. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR, it should be called the Genius Sports Brief Show. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855 212 4CBS. That's 855 212 4CBS. We've talked about the turf at NFL stadiums across the country. We've talked about Aaron Rodgers. We've talked about his replacement. We've taken a look uh, at the Steelers and their injuries. I just told you about a former NFL media journalist who was accusing the league of institutional discrimination, no longer having his job working for the NFL because he called out the NFL and their lack of uh, diversity in hiring practices, and they, they got rid of him. And so now he filed a lawsuit in federal court in New York City. Uh, Jim Trotter, we'll see what the deal is with him. I think ultimately the NFL will will settle. It, the NFL is getting sued by its own coaches, by its own media personalities. Uh, it, during 2020 and that terrible COVID year, the NFL clearly made an admission that they need to do better. Uh, well, I, who's going to sue them next year? And this, this this obviously is a problem in the league. I I don't know. We'll see what happens. 855-212-4CBS. A DJ is calling from Charlotte. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Gerald. How are you? Great. How are you? You know, it's a funny thing because today I read the whole article. Uh, you know, it's not easy to just not to believe this guy. I mean, it's not hard not to believe this guy. There's no reason. I mean, Jim Trotter has a good reputation. So uh, Jerry Jones, which he kind of mentioned some of what he didn't say what he said, but in the, in the, in the, in the article, basically he, he asked told Jerry him that, Jones about hiring practices in the league, and Jerry Jones allegedly told him, well, if black people want to have more of a position, they should start their own league. Correct. The same Jerry Jones in 1957 as the Arkansas school, right, with the picture standing at the segregation uh, situation. That's the yes. same guy that was there, and he kind of like, well, I'm not kind of this. Uh, you know, it, I get it. Uh, the other owner, I think, was the was it the Denver? Pagula from the Buffalo Bills, yes. Buffalo Bills, which told him that you can go back to Africa, which is also kind of. So here's, I, I get all that. Uh, when I go back, she Gerald, did, and I don't want to kind of, yeah, of course <laughs> he did. I don't want to go back but or talk politics, but let's, let's talk about the NFL at some point to where you mentioned I'm an African-American. 
uh, 60-70% of the league is African-American. And going back to Rosa Parks and what happens with the bus situation and why the thing's kind of like, you're not going to let me sit up front. All right, we're going to walk. You go out of business and then you start begging me to ride the oh, money. No, that the answer that, that well, you, you were making a great point until you forgot you were on the radio. Here's what it boils down to. And we have been here and seen this and done that. There is so much money at stake for people to continually speak out. And it it, it really don't matter who you are, what you do. If you speak out against your employer, you run the risk of not having a job. And the last time I checked, people need money. You need money to pay for bills. You got to eat. You got to have somewhere to live. It's not an easy thing. And so, yes, people abuse power. They do. People put their thumb on people. They abuse it just so they can hold on to it and keep it. Because if there's one thing that that keeps people in check, that keeps people in in line, it's power and it's money. It's an unfortunate, disgusting thing. Uh, That that is how the world has gone around. It is such a bigger issue than than the NFL. The NFL just happens to be a prime example here directly in front of our faces as an an entertainment property. That's what it is. So when, when do NFL players stand up or refuse to do this? Man, when when they stop needing money, that's it. 855-212-4CBS or when they have enough, and they don't. 855-212-4CBS. John is calling from Birmingham. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, John. I just wanted to get your opinion on uh, your top three video games for National Video Game Day. Well, you want that? Say this again. You want my top three? Vi- Today is National Video Game Day. Yeah. Are you are you a gamer? Well, I mean, I play games here and there, but I mean, I just figured, what would your top three games be? Well, John, technically, top- it was the twelfth. What it, what happened, Chef? Technically, the day was the twelfth, but I'm Same sure you'll allow this question there's, anyway. There's people listening. Yeah, that's fair. Still on the twelfth. So, pick a Super Mario Brothers. Does that count? Yeah, easy. Okay, I like Super Mario, uh, NBA Jam. Yeah, you need a you need a third one, right? Yeah. Uh, throw the original Mortal Kombat out there. Okay, okay. I Does that work? Is that good? Yeah, I have taken. Well, what Mario are your favorite? Kart. What are your favorite three video games? I just taken Mario Kart and then uh, any of the Resident Evil franchise games. You made my list suck. Tech, you like Tekken? I love Tekken. Oh, yeah. That's the only game you can pick up and play any game anytime. What is that but, guy? Uh, Jin, Jin Kazama and Hiroshi Mishima? Is that that guy's name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, see, you I didn't think, think uh, I knew that, did you? You didn't think oh, I knew that. I know you're big on Tekken. I've, I've been listening to you for some time, and anytime you mention Tekken, anything PlayStation 1 genre, I know you play. Man, Tekken, I have only probably mentioned Tekken one time over the past <laughs> three really? years. I think I've heard it like twice. Not to rain on your guys' video game Freight Hero. How do one of you not have John Madden as one of your top three video games? Uh, I don't know. I, Madden I, doesn't I change. I like football, but game. I mean, <laughs> fighting games are, are, are pretty much, they're, they're the best type of games, I think. Yeah, Madden, Madden, when's the last time you played Madden? 
playing Madden. No, not you. Shut. Up. Sorry, John. Not you good. Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't play video games. But if if I were to play a video game, it oh, would be. So how can you? Because 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 to to me, when you think of video game, the first thing you think of that changed everything in video games is is Madden. I mean, it's a cult following for God's sakes. You just said you don't play. Cor- <laughs> correct. You, you... I, I'm thir- I'm thir- thirty seven years old. I don't know any other thirty seven year old that plays video games. I know people who I know people who are fifty, sixty, and seventy who play video games. No disrespect. Do they have a job? I know plenty of people <laughs> who make tons of money playing video games. Yes. Hey, I think yeah, that one is more a, question. That, okay. That is a hold on, John. That is a okay. terrible misconception for for gamers, especially as it's it's grown. People make money playing games, man. It's all right. All right. It's not. Hey, this is somebody playing in their basement. Sitting around with Cheeto dust, uh, you know, picking lint out their belly button, man. I, I can't remember the last time I ever had time in my life to play a video game. God bless you both for being able to do that if that's the case. I don't have, I don't have time to play, <laughs> but I'm not going to gonna knock anybody for playing. All right. Not by any stretch. I, I, I think that's – I don't think that's fair. But when it comes down to Madden, it, it's it, – I haven't played Madden, I don't know, in more than 15 years now. I couldn't tell you the last Madden I played or who's on the cover. I, I have no idea. I just know that the game has not evolved in 20, 25 years outside of graphically. So it, I, I don't find Madden to still be a big deal. I don't think people give a damn too much anymore about it. What was your other question, John? Uh, what's the most you spent on – You know, now you don't really put quarters in, but, I mean, before they got, you know – where you can get them on your phone or whatever. Uh, what was the most arcade you put money in? I'm, I wasn't an arcade play? guy, man. I didn't play in no arcades. What really? I had, I, I played it on the system. I, I wasn't pushing quarters into the arcade. Um, there's a couple of spots across the country that I, I like to roll into, and they have yeah. some of the classic ones, but I'm not, I'm well, not well, too that's much. What I meant in general, just any arcade. Like mine was always, anytime you went to the theaters, when they had them there, it was time crisis. Oh, Tom Crisis was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, have to run that's around. That's the only one. Stuff, you, right? you had to pay like a dollar for it, and you had like yeah. three tries, and then before you knew it, you had ten bucks in there already. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't spending that much money. Uh, wasn't Time Crisis at one point? Couldn't you? Couldn't you buy it and play it at home? I don't think so. I think they made some Wii versions of it, but the actual wow. legitimate Time Crisis, you had to have like the uh, whole arcade machine. Yeah, maybe I, I was in, was it Dave and Buster's years ago? Maybe. It's no, I think mainly in the theaters had them, I think. I think yeah. back here in Birmingham when the rave was still around, they were, it had it there. And I think one time I skipped the movie and just played arcades instead of oh, wow. watching a movie. <laughs> you, you, you've you been living a good life, John. Well, thank you for taking me down a walk down memory lane, okay? I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you. I didn't know I'd be talking about time crisis and Tekken tonight, but thank you. Uh, Robert is calling from Charlotte. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Robert? What's going on, Jeff? How are you? Uh, good. Just brief because I was listening here. I was listening to uh, Roger Goodell. Having been in the corporate world and having to deal with these kind of situations when you're the only minority in the field, I, I just wonder if he had a straight face when the guy asked him he's, when he answered the question, well, I don't know anything about the um, the writers. And then he said, when he talked about the, um, he said, well, the guy said, well, 60 to 70% of the league is black. And he goes, uh, well, 
I don't know if those facts are correct or not. And well, I said, no, yeah, he, he's gonna... he wasn't referring. He wasn't referring to that element. He was talking about the the, the employment inside the NFL media office, not with the 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 amount of black players in the league. I got to give Roger Goodell that much credit. That's what. That's not what he was referring to. Okay, but 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 the fact that he got asked that question last year, you you have to be, um, you know, a, a guy as powerful as he is, and for somebody to challenge him like that last year, and then he says he knows nothing about that is a little disingenuous. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they had a, how much money did they spend on that commercial in 2020 saying that black people matter? Exactly. Come on, now. have a good one, man. You as well. Thank you, Robert, for calling from Charlotte. Tony from Massachusetts, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, You Got to go quick. All right. So uh, this NFL thing, man, and, I mean, we can't tell nobody how to spend their money, but, um, you know, until they – the NFL PA, man, it's like one of the weakest ones. But I I heard some – I don't know, I think they have, like, you know, when the players first come into the league and all that, and I know when you ain't had no money and you get money, you probably don't know how to act with it. But until they get on board with, like, listen, when you come in here, man, don't be buying, like, 18 cars and three houses. And just like you said, people need money. But if they learn how to save their money when they first come in where they don't need it, only until they get together and say this is what we got to do to make change economically. Because if, if we're in a position not – to be wanting the money after we make our money when we get in there, then we can have a change going on. But until that happens, man, it's not going to happen. Correct. Absolutely. Thank you, Tony, for calling from Massachusetts without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, it, the thing is, you need a concerted effort from everybody to be able to have that much power to do so. It's the JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Ready. I'm going to get to more of your calls on the other side of the break. I have to talk about Kevin Porter Jr., terrible situation in new york city don't move this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 